What is going on to all the members of the crew out there? This is the Flashcast on the podcast from Earth 2, where we talk about all things Flash on the CW and also all just all things Flash in general. I am your host, Brian from Earth 16, and in this episode, we are going to be delving into Barry Allen, the Blue Lantern Flash. You don't want to miss this. Keep it real. How's everyone doing out there in the crew? The crew of the podcast Mert 2. Now, I had to call you, you know, so, sorry, I kind of tripped there. Anyway, the reason why I'm calling you the crew right now is because you are a part of our listening core. You are the core of our podcast. You guys make the podcast from Mert 2. And you listeners just support us, and we just love you guys. And I just want to let you know that's why I decided to call you all the crew. To me, you are a part of my crew. You are a part of the podcast from Earth 2 crew. So that's why I decided to give you guys the crew rather than constant listeners. So you constant listeners now have become a part of our crew. You're part of our family. We love you. I love you. And for you listening to this podcast, I mean, this Flashcast, you're awesome. And that's why we do That's why we do what we do because we're... We love DC. We love all things DC, just like you guys do, and that's why we do this for you. So, from on behalf of the podcast member two, I welcome you all to the crew. So, therefore, you are part of our crew. So, in this episode, we are going to discuss how Barry Allen became the Blue Lantern Flash. Now, this was a really interesting concept because the Blue Lanterns actually came around. They were actually introduced into the Green Lantern comics, written by Joff Jones and made by written by Joff Jones and let's see who else. If I remember correctly, it was Joff Johns and Ethan Van Scriver. And they debuted they debu- blah. They debuted in Green Lantern Volume 4, issue number 25. And the interesting the interesting thing about the Blue Lantern Corps is just that 
They're made by actually four, two former Green Lanterns by the name of Saeed and Ganthet. They were they were the original members of the Green Lantern Corps. They were actually members of the Guardian of the Universe. The people, the group of Guardians, the Council, if you will, that ran that ran the Green Lantern Corps, and they still do. And even in the comics comics continuity, they still do. I mean, well, I mean for the most part, I mean you could see that you know Hal Jordan and I mean. Sinestro, I mean, they run, they're, they're sort of called the New Guardians, so I mean, it's yes and no kind of a thing, though, but in most of the comic book, comics com- continuity, it was always the Guardians of the Universe that ran the Green Lantern Corps. So, I mean, I haven't read, I'll admit, I haven't read too much Green Lantern to see what's happening right now, though, but I'm talking in terms of, like, the issue f- you know, pre-Flashpoint, Guardians ran that whole shindig. So there you have it. Now, the Blue Lantern Corps, um, their power is hope. And it's so synonymous, you know, hope is so synonymous with the Flash, with Barry Allen, because even as a kid, he was always hopeful. He always tried to see the best in things. I mean, he was always inspired. I mean, Barry Allen, I felt like, is that one person you can actually relate to. I mean, he wanted to be a hero just like every other kid that he grew up with. And, I mean, but he had a really really he has a you know he still does too to this day like he has like hope is his, his, his real superpower in my opinion and i think that's what makes him even more of a powerful speedster in a sense like that's what makes his speed force even great is hope and i think that's what the speed force feeds off of because if you've seen that actually it's funny too i mean i just thought of that because if you've seen the uh, episodes of the flash even or in the comics too with a dark, with a negative speed force, it feeds off of anger. It feeds off of negativity. It feeds off of like gunk and miasma. But the speed force feeds off of positivity. Feeds off of hope, faith, love, will. I mean, green, blue, pink. I mean, blue being signifying hope. Green signifying will. Purple signifying love. I mean, pretty much that's what happened during like the Light War in the Green Lantern series written by Joff Johns, who, in my opinion, is like one of the best Green Lantern writers, I mean, in our generation and even to this day. I mean, I love Joff Johns' work on the Green Lantern. I mean, at least pre-crisis. I mean, I haven't read Grant Morrison's Green Lantern, but I pretty much plan on doing so because I always liked the Green Lantern. He was one of my favorite heroes. I mean, the fact that he has the power... I mean, all it takes is a, you know, to power of ring is the power of will, the power of bravery and extinguishing all fear. I mean, that's amazing. But I think it's even more amazing with the Blue Lantern Corps. They use the power of hope to power the ring. And Ganthet, who was actually sort of like the Qui-Gon Jinn, Star Wars reference, of the Green Lantern Corps, where he was basically more unorthodox. He didn't really necessarily... 100% follow closely to the missions of the Guardians of the Universe. Neither did Saeed. So they both formed this new contingent of lanterns called the Blue Lantern Corps. And again, based on hope and faith. And several notable members were, are, I mentioned um, Ganthet and Saeed, but the most notable member I would say is Saint Walker. And Saint Walker, I think he was one of the first Blue Lantern uh, members. And I think I read somewhere too where he gained his power by saving his people from near extinction by saying that if we all just have hope, we'll we'll be able to live to fight another day. We'll be able we'll stay alive, we'll be fine. And amazingly enough, 
the planet was saved and their sun even shined brighter. Because I think their sun, if I read, if I remember correctly, their sun was killing the planet. It was killing his people, but um, Saint Walker, being the, ever the optimist, kept his hope alive. And there's some other notable members. I mean, we got Brother Warth, um, who's sort of like an I think he's sort of like an elephant-looking blue lantern, but he's cool. You know, what I mean, learn. You know, what I mean, he's basically one of um. He's a good friend to Saint Walker, learning, still learning the powers of the blue lantern. You got Brother Him, Sister Cersei. I mean, all these interesting characters. I mean, these members of this faith-based organization, this faith-based core that uses faith and hope just to kick evil's ass, and I think it's amazing. And um, of course, you got Hal Jordan, the the OG Green Lantern. Well, that's actually Alan Scott, though. But I mean, at least the Silver Age Green Lantern, just like Barry Allen's the Silver Age Flash, and you know, Jake Garrick is the original Flash. But Hal Jordan became exposed to the Blue Lantern Corps, or the Blue Lantern Ring after, you know, briefly having a Red Lantern Ring, which kind of jacked him up a little bit. But you know. Thanks to the Blue Lantern Ring, he was able to be extinguished at the anger, and then later on, of course, they removed the Blue Ring, and he became a Green Lantern again. But before, he was sort of like a Green Lantern-Blue Lantern hybrid, which was a pretty interesting concept. But after that, they're like, okay, Hal, you're a Green Lantern again. Be cool. So the um, Blue Lantern Corps, their world, sort of like their Oa, is actually Odium. And like I said, the power is hope. So I think it was um, really, you know, it was really, it really, it really made a lot of sense for Joff Johns, I think, to give, um, to write the fact that Barry gains his power. It's no surprise, because I mean, again, Barry Allen is the epitome of hope. And um, before I get into a little detail about Blue Lantern Flash, um, I'm going to just say um, the Blue Lanterns also have an oath, just like any other Lantern Corps, like the Green Lantern Corps and the Sinestro Corps. And it goes something like this: In fearful day. In raging night, with strong hearts full, our souls ignite. When all seems lost in the war of light, look to the stars, for hope burns bright. Man. Doesn't get any deeper than that. I mean, shoot, I love that um, oath. Along with, like, Green Lan- the Green Lantern Oath, which actually goes... Or the Oath, which actually goes, In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might, beware my power, Green Lantern's light. <laughs> I mean, all these oaths are really cool. I mean, they're really cool when you say them. I mean, and I, I can bet you, any, any of you people in the crew out there, I mean, you probably just say it, you know what I mean? Come on, admit it. It probably get it probably gets you your blood pumping, or, you know, it's probably sort of like a mantra. It's all good. So now we're going into Blackest Night and how Barry becomes Blue Lantern Flash. So Blackest Night, for all you new um, listeners out there in the crew, um, Blackest Night was a DC Comics event that involved dead heroes, villains, and supporting characters alike rising from the dead, thanks to the use of Black Lantern rings. Now, the Black Lanterns are another Lantern Corps run by the Black Hand and this entity called Necron. And um, they have this belief where... Where basically all you know the heroes that even previously died and came back to life um, are technically still dead, or you know I mean the fact that they can raise the dead by their own means. And these Black Lanterns are crazy because 
the crazy thing about the Black Lantern Corps is they're able to sense all emotion whenever they whenever they see whether they see their victims, you know, the live ones I'm talking about. They see someone angry or hopeful or fearful or even some kind of bravery, like they go after them and they try to recruit them into their sort of their whole core. And it's crazy too, because it's sort of like a walking, it's like a sort of like a um, galactic walking dead or a cosmic walking dead, if you will. Can you imagine? Okay. For all you walking dead fans out there in the crew, Daryl Dixon, okay. Having to fight a horde of black lanterns. I mean, unless if Daryl Dixon had a green lantern ring, oh man, you can, you can bet your um, crossbow he'd be toast and probably become a black lantern himself or black lantern Negan. I mean, scary, right? Shoot, that gives me an idea for a fanfic. Anyway, not the point. So that's what's going on in the DC Universe pre-Flashpoint. But they do mention it in the Flashpoint Universe, I think. I want to, Or the post-Flashpoint Universe, this event, I think. I want to say they do. So anyway. Now, the most notable Black Lantern in this story, where Barry Allen becomes a Blue Lantern, is the Reverse Flash, Eobard Thawne, Professor Zoom. He becomes a Black Lantern. And however, the funny thing, the crazy thing about this is that there are two Eobards. There's one Eobard Thon, who is obviously the Black Lantern. There's another Eobard Thon who is still alive, but is in Ironheart's penitentiary. And it's like a wibbly wobbly timey wimey kind of thing, Doctor Who reference. And it's just, wow, my gosh. I mean, having to deal with two Eobards, I mean, one's bad enough. But to deal with two, even if one of them is incarcerated, still dangerous because guess what? I mean, the one who's from the future is um, incarcerated, while the one from from present day is dead, but now is a Black Lantern. I mean, that's it can get any worse than that, can it? Well, it does actually, because in this event, Bart Allen, aka Kid Flash, aka Impulse, is also also becomes a Black Lantern. And the sad thing about this is just that ever since Barry Allen disappeared into the Speed Force, Bart Allen came into Wally West's life, and he knew that Barry Allen was his grandfather, but yet Barry Allen and Bart didn't really connect very well. So there was sort of a disconnect between the two. And so that's pretty much the events surrounding surrounding all of that. Now... I, met, I did mention Barry Allen being the epitome of hope, believing that he will... And I, and I say this because, you know what I mean, I mentioned his childhood, though, but I also forgot to mention that believing that he will solve the mystery of his mother, murder of his mother and freeing his father. And basically, all that becoming, becoming the reason why he became a CSI, though, but there's a problem there, because in this storyline, Barry comes to the assumption that he has a resort to being the, the CSI, kind of like CSI Barry Allen before he was struck by lightning. Just a Barry Allen who's devoid of all emotion, who's just completely emotionless. So that way the, the Black Lanterns don't go after him. And Barry tries to seek answers by finding a, a buddy of his from Gorilla City by the name of Solivar. Now, Solivar and Barry sort of formed an uneasy alliance, okay, to go against Gorilla Grodd. And ultimately, the two became friends. Very good friends, actually. But then, much to Barry's horror, Solovar himself became a Black Lantern. But the interesting, the interesting thing about Black Lantern Solovar is just that he's trying to seek help. He's like, look, you know, help me, Barry. I need your help. I, I don't want to be trapped like this. 
please get this ring off me. But then, funny, you know, crazy enough, Barry, um, while Barry's fighting against Solovar in, in Gorilla City, he sees a mural of himself with Jay Garrick, Wally West, and Bart Allen, and the other speechers like Max Mercury, and it gives him hope. And eventually he becomes a Blue Lantern. The Blue Lantern ring finds him, because he's just... He's just full of hope, and that's a. I think that's another secret superpower that Barry has. Like I mentioned before, is hope, other than his super, other than his connection to the Speed Force. So when Barry becomes a Blue Lantern, he has all the powers of this. Not only the Speed Force, but also powers of a Blue Lantern. He's able to use hope to power his ring to make constructs, and especially he uses this on Black Lantern Bart Allen, who is. In right now in this scene, attacking Wally West and saying that, you know what, I'm going to be Kid, you know, you're just jealous because, you know, you want to be Kid Flash again, you know. And he even taunts Barry saying that, you know, you should be wearing a black ring because you're a dead man. And even Barry um, commented saying that, you know, I'm no different than these black, you know, I'm no different, I wasn't any different than these black lanterns before I got struck by lightning. I was just emotionless. I was just keeping my eye on the, you know, eye on my job, you know, and like pushing everyone away. So in a sense, I was dead before I got struck by lightning. And thus became the fastest man, wait for it, alive. So he became more alive when he became the Flash. He became more hopeful again. But I feel like even without, even if Barry didn't get struck by lightning, I felt, I feel like he probably still would have at least become a little more hopeful, I feel, because I mean, it's Barry, again, it's Barry Allen's nature to be hopeful. So when he's taking on his Black Lantern-possessed grandson from the future, okay, because keep in mind, Barry Allen comes from, I mean, Bart Allen comes from a different century, okay, and as he's taking him on, he go he phases inside of him, because he learns from Wally, Barry Allen learns from Wally that, Wally West, that if you phase inside of Bart Allen, the, it is Black Lantern form, you'll see the real Bart inside his mind, so Saint Walker and Barry Allen and Wally West hatch a plan to get in, to get inside, you know, Bart's head and free him from the Black Lantern influence. And Saint Walker is just cheering Barry on, and teaching him about to be more hopeful, and calls him Brother Allen or Brother Barry, I think. No, Brother Allen, because you know, obviously Barry right now is a member of the Blue Lantern Corps. So Barry uses his hope and his faith and his speed to face through. Bart Allen, and he sees his grandson, and his grandson is really remorseful for the things he said as a Black Lantern. And the two start to bond, and lo and behold, Bart is able to break free from the Blue Lan- from the Black Lantern influence, and is once again Kid Flash. And they go on to take on ne- you know Black Cannon Necron along with Hal Jordan and company, and they all become White Lanterns. And basically, Necron's defeated. Black Hand gets captured and becomes part of the Inoko tribe. And Blackest Night ends with um, the White Lantern battery ending up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and um, so that's another story for another time, but that pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it for the Blue Lantern Flash and for this episode. So, I mean, for me, it's just Blue Lantern. I mean, it was really an awesome concept that Barry became a Blue Lantern. I feel like if he didn't get struck by lightning, I mean, somehow he would probably become a hero be- based on hope. Maybe become a Blue Lantern <laughs> somehow. I mean, it was always Barry's destiny to be a hero, in my in my opinion, and that's why he's so he's one of the best 
one of the greatest heroes in a DC universe. I really mean that. I mean, whether it's a portrayal through Grant Gustin or John Wesley Shipp or even Barry being written in the comics, I mean, you can tell that the Flash is a really awesome hero. And especially he was the one who ushered in the Silver Age. Like he came from that along with Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern. Whereas Alan Scott and Jay Garrick, you know, the Green Lantern and the Flash of that time were from the Golden Age. A little history lesson for you people. So, yeah, so I mean, I think it was just a really cool concept. You mean to see, this is him as like something other than just the Flash. So, I mean, that pretty much ends it for this episode. Um, don't forget to follow us on the podcast from Earth 2 at PFE2 underscore. And of course, follow me at Brian's Comics underscore one. And on Twitter and also on Facebook as well. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, but Instagram and Facebook, yeah, never mind. Instagram. So, um, in the next episode, I don't know what I'm going to go into quite yet, though, but I would like to probably do a discussion about the mini reverse flashes and I might actually try to get someone to co-host with me and we can just discuss about the reverse flashes, why some people get them confused. I mean, we know there's Professor Zoom, aka Eobard Thon, but then there's Zoom. And I think that might be the next episode actually. I would love to get a crack at, you know, take a crack at that. And it's just maybe I can learn something too, because I'll admit, I don't know too much about the reverse flash. I mean, I don't know too much about the flash, even though I've read some flash comics and I've seen some of the shows i don't know enough to know i mean i'm looking for someone who i mean i'm looking for someone who really knows the the flash and the reverse flash like the back of his or her hand so that way we could probably discuss that you know i mean just discuss that whole topic and it'll be i think it'll be a really great conversation i mean i think it'd be really fun really awesome it's really cool so you know what yeah that'll be the next episode actually i would like to actually do that um at least get a crack at it if you guys are up for it. So that's going to do it for the podcast from Earth 2 or the flashcast from Earth 2, from the podcast from Earth 2. And as I always say to you, people, the crew out there, this is Brian's comics number one or Brian from Earth 16 signing out.